Hello and welcome to the Just Keep Thriving podcast. This is the podcast helping you step into your power by owning your expertise, fully embodying your mission, and rising to the next level of entrepreneurship to help the world thrive while you create your massive impact and, of course, your income. I'm beyond excited to have you here, so let's dive into today's episode. Hello, lovely humans, and welcome back to the podcast. It has been a few weeks that I have been live on the podcast, and I missed you guys. Um, I took off for my birthday, and it was absolutely, absolutely, absolutely amazing. So I think we missed two or three weeks, depending on when this one is going to launch. Um, It's also weird because I am filming in the morning. It is 8.10 a.m. here in Texas, and I never, ever, ever film podcasts this early. But I've been waking up naturally between like 6 and like 7.30 without an alarm, feeling really, really well rested. My head's been in a really good space when I wake up in the morning. And so I've just been feeling a lot clearer. I've been needing to do less mindset work in the morning just because I feel so secure. And so this morning, I was like, why not fucking record a podcast? So here we are. And that's kind of what I'm going to talk to you guys about today, about how I get really secure with my mindset, about how I get really secure with my habits, what habits really have contributed to me making the income that I have. Um, and so we are aiming over the next few months to hit half a million dollars in our business. And that'll happen before the official two year mark of Johnny Agresta LLC. And I'm just feeling called to share this with you guys. So let's dive into it. But before I do actually wait, we do have one thing that I wanted to announce, um, for black Friday, I will be starting to offer my newest product, which is going to be a two day live on zoom obviously because hashtag rona um live workshop on creating your next product so one of the things that has gotten me to where i am right now has been a lot a lot a lot of creation of different types of products and some have completely flopped maybe like one or two i would say maximum maybe three but i think i've made or launched over like 20 or 25 times at this point and it's been less than two years like we're like 19 months into my business And for me, the more I sell, the more I make. And for my clients, the more they sell, the more they make. And there's a lot of business coaches that really preach, like build one product, scale that shit, and just focus on that. Number one, that, that seems awful to me because I get too creative and I would get bored just releasing the same product over and over and over again. And when we're working with a small audience, we have to like... Or like we get to, but it's also like we have to like get everything we can out of our audience, which means that having multiple products to help our clients at multiple points throughout their business really helps us extract things from our audience. For example, if I just sold Rise and Thrive, which is my my beginners group coaching program, um, I would only be catering to beginners and then only have one-on-one and when I did that and that would be for like higher end clients who are making 5 10k in their business and I did have that structure for a while and I got really 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 burnt out and I was on a ton of calls all day long and my income got capped right because there's only so many people that are going to join a group a beginners group coaching program and there's only so many people who are going to pay me my highest ticket which is now $3500 per month right so what do i do with the people on the in between who really want to work with me who are on my instagram but maybe they don't need a full blown beginners group coaching program maybe they don't need a full blown one on one program um or they're just not ready to invest that much because it is a lot of money right so That's the answer is creating different products. And so that's what I'm going to help you guys do in this two-day workshop. It's going to be a live workshop. It's going to be an intensive of about four or five hours over two days. And it is going to be selling for $500. And then after that, the price is going to go up to probably $1,000 or $1,500. In addition to that two-day workshop where you guys are going to build out your next program, your next product, literally in two days, it's going to be epic. Um... I'm also giving you guys my content to sales blueprint. 
And so that'll just be included in the price. And normally that's $4.97. And so literally you're getting the content to sales blueprint for free. So you're not only going to have your product, your next product that you're going to sell, but you're going to know how to market it on your Instagram. So stay tuned for that. I will probably have the landing page um, early next week. I kind of sprang it last minute on my team and they're like, oh, okay, let's do this. <laughs> um, but when creativity sparks for me, I follow it. And I'm super excited to do this. It feels in 100% alignment with where, where I'm at because we just built out the first program for my health coaching business, which is Thrive at Every Size. And it took me like a week to come up with it. And I was like, wow, I'm really fucking quick at this. It's like the best product I've ever created. I'm so, so, so excited for it. And if other people struggle to create products this quickly and struggle to sell as much and struggle to ha- put their ideas on paper and make it into a program then let me help people do that, right? It was just, It's just something that comes naturally to me and I've been doing it for 12 years at this point. So it just makes sense. So sorry team, but we're gonna, we're gonna have to have a landing page probably by like Monday or Tuesday. Right now it is Friday. So, oh shit, it's Friday the 13th. Oh my goodness. Okay, cool. Let's get into it. <laughs> so stay tuned for that. Let's get into the habits that have helped me make multiple six figures And honestly, these are the habits that I'm really honing in on going to the half a million mark. So I speak about making a half a million dollars, but it's not an option. It's actually a thing that's actually going to happen. Do I have a time frame for that? A hundred percent. If it happens the month or two or three months after that time frame, that's also perfectly fine. But you bet your ass I'm going to do everything in my power. And I know for me, when I feel really secure in my mindset, when I feel really confident, um, in my habits, when I'm feeling energized, when I'm feeling abundant, when I'm feeling in alignment, things just happen so much easier. Now, alignment for me doesn't necessarily not mean like hard. There's still like hard things to do. But when we manage our energy, things become so much, so much, so much easier. So let's get into like what that looks like. So I have 10 things here. Let's go through them. The first, oh, this is not really in any order, just kind of the order it came to me. But the first thing, which is probably the most important, is having continued self-belief and belief in possibilities, right? So just because I haven't made half a million dollars and just because I'm far away from that in the time frame that I would like to have it in or the initial goal doesn't mean I'm going to lessen my goal. It doesn't mean that I'm going to give up on it. It doesn't mean that it's not going to happen because why can't it happen, right? So when we set goals, they ha- they get to be scary. They get to be something that excites us. They get to be something that's genuinely going to support us. But because it's a goal, we probably have never reached it before, right? And so if we continue to act out of our current reality versus possibilities, the possibility of it happening or the certainty that it's even going to happen, then we're, we're not going to get there, right? So on a day-to-day basis, on a moment-to-moment basis, weekly basis, monthly basis, kind of like all the fucking time, I'm working on my self-belief and I'm noticing the behaviors or the thought patterns that don't support me actually getting to my goal, right? I notice the fear that comes up and I work with the fear. I notice the uh, self-doubt that comes up. I notice the like, who the fuck are you to do this, Johnny? Like you're literally just Johnny sitting with like a meditating frog in front of you in like a fuzzy robe and like recording a podcast talking about making half a million dollars. Like who are you to teach this to people, right? All of these bullshit stories that we have just to keep us safe, that we have that basically will keep us in the same place, right? So we have to notice when we're not believing in ourselves. And just because we're not believing in ourselves right now doesn't mean we can't get out of it. So a lot of people, a lot of clients come to me and say like, oh, I just don't believe in myself. And like, I just, I'm not sure how this would happen. And like, ah, so they they don't do anything. And the, we, we have to like redirect the question. We have to redirect the question into like, okay, so I don't believe in myself right now. I'm having these thoughts that who am I to make half a million dollars? Why would it happen in the, in the next few months? Like, oh my goodness, I'm so far away. Ah. And then we say, oh, okay, well, that fucking sucks to feel and that's not going to help anybody, right? So why do I feel that way? And how can I shift it? And this shift, like it's not bypassing the actual feelings, like deal with the feelings, journal the feelings out. I do this again on a daily basis, on a moment to moment basis. I do this with my coaches. I do this in my journal. I do this with Joe, my husband, but allow the feelings to be there. And then just realize like, oh, I can shift that. And the more often we shift it, the better we get at quickly shifting it. 
right? And the less we feel it and the more we're just like, oh, that's a bullshit thought, right? And we have to work with goals that scare us, but are also something that like, you know, we believe we can have, but it's like a far, a little bit of a far stretch. For example, when I was a, when I was first starting out, I just had the goal of six figures and that was a massive stretch, but I'm like, let's do that. Why not? Why I'm not going into business to make $50,000 or $60,000. I want to do at least six figures. And that was a stretch for me. That was like, holy shit, I've never made that money before. I think before entrepreneurship, the most I ever made in like one week was like $2,500. And I did have other businesses grow to 10K months and stuff like that, but it wasn't profit for me. So I, and it wasn't consistent. So my goal was to actually have that be consistent and make six figures, right? So if I had set a goal to make half a million dollars, I probably would have been like that. There's no fucking way that's going to happen. Going from zero to half a million is just not a thing, right? And so play around with what the goals are that you want to set for yourself and make sure that it's a stretch, but not something that you're like deeming impossible, right? It, it should feel scary. It should feel like, holy shit, that's a lot, but it should be an exciting, oh shit, that's a lot versus like a, there's no way I could make that. There's no way I could make that, right? Because the energy behind the goal is going to really matter. So work with continued self-belief and act out of the possibilities, act out of the certainty that what you want is actually going to happen because when you desire something, it's placed in you for a reason. Even if you're not spiritual or believe in a religion or whatever the things are that you think like makes it like a woo-woo statement, understand that if you want something, you can fucking have it. Like there's nobody saying you can't have it other than you. So we have to work with that self-belief, right? Number two, a habit that I really, really, really have honed in on, especially as I've been doing a lot of work with my spiritual coach and been doing a lot of like spiritual readings, is leaning into love and seeing everything through the eyes of love. So before entrepreneurship, before I started doing self-development uh, work, before I started doing spirituality work, I was constantly just scared. I was constantly in a place of thinking that I wasn't good enough. I was constantly in a place of self-hate, self-loathing, and like shitting on everybody else in the world as well. Maybe not everybody, but like a lot of people. And a lot of my thoughts were very negative. I used to call myself like a negative Nancy. And I thought like, oh, that's just the way that I am. That's the way that my family is. That's the way people in New York are, because it also is kind of true. Sorry if you're from New York, but you know what I'm talking about, right? Complaining about the weather, complaining about the traffic, complaining about the taxes, complaining about the government, like anything in the fucking world, I just always used to find a problem with. And that energy doesn't help anybody. It just breeds more negativity because what we focus on expands. What we what we put our energy into into like actually breeds more of it, right? So if you could put your energy into something negative and get more negativity, then why can't you put something into more positive thoughts? Right? So that comes down to self-love. And that comes down to a true sense of just like looking at everything through love and compassion as like a lens. And sometimes it's really fucking hard because there are definitely people who still trigger me. There's definitely family members who still trigger me. There's definitely things where I'm like, how can I even be compassionate in this place? Because uh, this person is so frustrating. And like, that's okay. It's not like some magical like rainbows and fairies type thing. Um, it requires hard work. But consistently shifting back into how can I look at this from a place of love? If I'm struggling to launch something, if I'm struggling to um, work with a client, if a client's struggling to get results, if, you know, like whatever the things are, if I'm struggling to write an email or, you know, I'm overworking myself or, you know, how can I forgive something? How can I remove the judgments? And how can I see it from love? Because when we look at life from just a lens of love and when we look at just ourselves, with compassion and love, like it becomes so much easier to live and do the things, right? And then it becomes easier to believe in ourselves. So if we look at like the statement, like how the fuck is this going to happen, right? We look at all the judgments we're placing on ourselves. I'm too stupid. My grammar is awful. All of these things, who's going to want to listen to me for this long? That's all hate. You know what I mean? That's all fucking hate. And like, honestly, my grammar sucks and I do talk in tangents and it's just a thing, but I own it. And I wouldn't be here if I didn't own it, if I didn't love that part of me. You know, sometimes am I more concise? Sometimes do I pay more attention to grammar? Sure. But overall, I don't give a shit about any of that. I just get to show up as me. So the more you get to own yourself, the more you get to show up as you, the more you love yourself without the judgments, the easier it becomes. 
to carry out the actions in business and the easier business becomes, honestly. Right? Something didn't go as you planned. How can you show yourself compassion? How can you show yourself love? You know, we live in a world where, especially if you come from like an academic, like, uh, you know, like you like really studied in school and like you were like obsessed with it and getting straight A's or you um, grew up in like the bodybuilding world or something of that nature where it was like grind, 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 no days off, no, no days off, no days off. We think that there's like something wrong with us if we do take something, some like some time off or if we if we do struggle with something. You know, we feel bad, we feel guilty, we feel like there's something wrong. Instead of looking at it as like, oh, that's a natural human fucking thing. Beautiful, how can I look at this more through love because that's not serving me well, right? So again, all of this work I do in my journal daily, I do my mind daily, (laughs) Um, I do all the time. Um, Which brings me to number three, which is I manage my energy through routines. And this is something that honestly just requires a lot of discipline, And it doesn't always look perfect, but the more like quote unquote perfect it looks, the better I feel. So let me give you some examples. First thing that I always recommend to implement is some form of like quiet time in the morning. And this was one of the first things that I implemented. I would wake up every day. I would meditate for five minutes using the Headspace app, and then I would read. And then I would journal, like actually make a schedule in the self journal. You guys know that I fucking love the self journal. Um, But if like that's too much for you to start with, start with something that like excites you in the morning. Start with something that just feels good for you. Um, For example, like I'm doing this podcast here and I have tea with me. I gave up coffee a while ago. It just was not making me feel good. So I gave that up and now I have tea. And, you know, like whatever that looks like where you're just not on your phone, you're not doing anything. (laughs) You're able to sit with yourself because when we talk about managing our energy, we're also talking about like how our energy impacts our anxiousness, how our energy impacts, impacts depression, how our energy impacts our mental health. And we are not taught to manage our energy in school. We are not brought up in a world where people give a fuck about their energy unless like you've involved yourself with other people who actually like do, you know? And so It's up to you to train yourself to notice when your energy is high, when your energy is low, when your energy is anxious, when you feel disconnected to yourself, when you feel connected to yourself, when you feel like you're able to give yourself more compassion, right? And so noticing all those things, for me, for example, if I don't take at least like an hour to three or four hours in the morning of just like not really doing anything, um... I just, I feel more stressed throughout the day. I feel more scattered. I feel more anxious. I feel more more depressed. I, it's like harder for me to pull myself into a place of self-belief and confidence, right? And then it's also really hard for me to make like genuine connections and have enough bandwidth to do all the things that we do in business, right? Whether you're just starting out or you're, you know, you're a few years in, we, we do a lot. <laughs> There's a lot riding on our ability to, believe in ourselves and show up, right? So noticing your energy and noticing what makes you feel really fucking good and makes you feel grounded and relaxed and less anxious and confident versus and connected versus like when you're not is really, really, really important. So in the morning, having at least like whatever the minimum amount of time you need to give yourself is, right? And if you're still in your nine to five, that might just be fucking 10 or 20 minutes. That's fine. That's what I used to start out with. Now it's like, I usually don't do anything until 11 a.m. That's not for myself. Um, but again, today I just felt really good. And I was like, let's do the podcast thing because I'm kind of behind and it feels good to do that. So let's do the thing. And I was feeling creative, right? So in addition to the morning, I also have afternoon routines. Now the afternoon ones, I don't, I've been working on a lot right now. Um, as I've been expanding my team, as we've been building out more products, as we have um, multiple businesses like being grown at the same time. So it's just a lot for me to handle, right? Um, lots of clients, lots of team members, all that good stuff. <clears throat> and then I still have to like <laughs> be a wife and be a dog mom and like do all the things, right? And so in the afternoon, find something that feels really good to you. Find something that gets you moving. Find something that like helps you recenter in a place of just groundedness 
and less anxiousness and less go, 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 go. For me, for example, sometimes it's dancing. For me, it's recently I've been really, really loving walking. So like after I stop work around anywhere between like 4 and 5 p.m., Joe and I go for about an hour, hour and a half long walk. And it just really, really, really helps me move. And movement is so, so, so key, right? And I do movement in my morning routine as well. I usually lift weights, I'll run, I'll walk, sometimes all three. It just really depends. Um, But definitely moving after we've been sitting for a while or after we've been focused on one thing is really important. I'm not really one to do it like, at like 12 or 1 or 2 just because I start work so late at 11 but um definitely after I start after I stop working I need to move a lot and then the last thing is like an evening routine so for me if I go to bed like past honestly like 10 30 or 11 I wake up less focused I feel more anxious I feel more like ah I have to go 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 for some reason even with my morning routine so I, I noticed this just from like trial and error where in the mornings when I would feel less anxious, it was because I was going to bed earlier. It was because I was shutting off like electronics at least a half hour, hour before bed. It was because I was reading in the evening. It was because I had quiet time with Joe or like just quiet time by myself. Um, I use a lot of candles, salt lamps, all the things. And so finding routines that make you feel really good are so 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 important and I recommend to at least start with the morning and then eat like feel into what's more like eh, for you throughout the day is it the evening or is it the afternoon one and start to build upon that right and then it's trial and error um something else I also do is like I love to listen to a lot of music I love to play the piano um reading again is a big 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 thing that I do and yeah start to build it around what's going to make you feel really good right and just become very aware of that number four is leaning into creativity even when it didn't make sense so there's a lot of business coaches that have like ingrained in my head that everything has to be super planned and if it's not super planned with all the launch sequences planned launch emails planned and you know, all the marketing plan done weeks, weeks, weeks in advance and all of these things, then it's not going to be successful. And like, oh, if you launch a lower price product instead of a higher price product, you're not going to get to your goal or whatever it is. And like, I do all the strategy stuff. I do the planning of my launches. I do the planning of my entire year. You guys know my plan for 2020 has changed like 73 billion times. But ultimately, me staying in my zone of creativity which is the place I love to be, is really, really, really key. So when I launch things just because I was supposed to launch them, it never goes right unless I feel really, really, really good about it. And so I've prolonged launches just to like get more people into it. And then like it didn't happen and I felt awful about it. And I was like, now I just wasted a bunch of time. Instead of listening to my gut, like, hey, close the cart, move on, create something different. You know, and so allowing yourself to be creative while also being strategic, right? And so it that's really, really, really important. We have to have the balance of both, right? Especially if you have a certain goal to leave your job, you need to replace your income, whatever the things are. Um, but you also get to be creative about it, right? So for example, for Black Friday, I was like talking with my coach and I was like, I don't know what I want to sell. Like, I have some stuff, I have my kind of sales blueprint, I have my mindset course, I can create a whole new thing, but like I don't have a ton of energy to do that because I'm creating the health program. So like, what do I do? And I was like, well, what feels inspired to me right now? And that was like, oh, product suite creation. And then I was like, okay, let's do that for Black Friday. How can I do this in the least taxing way of mine while making a good amount of income and really supporting my clients and getting it to a place where I can upsell them into other programs, right? So once you work with me in this workshop, you'll know if you need more help from me or not, and I'll have stuff available for you to do, right? And so it's strategic in the way, like, how does this fit into my plan? How does this help my ideal client? How does this, um, you know, fit into my product suite? What can I use this for in the future? How much money can I make with this? You know, what is my goals with this? All of those things, 
but ultimately it's also from a place of creativity. I could have launched something that I've had previously. It just doesn't feel right. It feels good to give you guys the content to sales blueprint for free because I want to make it a no brainer for you guys. I want it to be something where you get so much fucking value out of it. So we can start 2021 off like insanely well. And that's my goal. And people love the content to sales blueprint. It's sold phenomenally. People who use it, their content skyrockets and it helps you sell to a small following. That's like my specialty, right? So it just made sense to me and I feel really good with that. So it's like you have to look at the strategy and you have to look at the like inspiration behind it and not just do things because you should do something because that's the thing that you plan to do. That's not okay. <sighs> so leaning into creativity, even when it didn't make sense, has allowed me to really flourish in my business, have allowed me to really thrive in my business, has allowed me to make way more money than I could have even imagined. Number five, continuing to invest and grow. I can't like, ugh, yeah, okay, too many thoughts at one time. Hold on, let's back up. So for a while, I always preach like, you have to have a business coach, you have to have a business coach, you have to have a business coach. And then I had a bunch of business coaches. I was in a mastermind and I was just like, I don't really know if I need a business coach right now. So I stopped the mastermind, I removed myself from it. And then I was like, okay, I'm doing the things, I'm doing the things, I'm doing the things. But I wasn't feeling as secure in my plan. I wasn't feeling as supported as I wanted. I wasn't feeling as creative as I wanted because my brain really works well when I have somebody to talk it out with. And so I went without a coach for maybe like two or three months and things were fine. We did great in business, Um, but I was just craving support. And so I, I think that it's up to everybody to determine like, hey, do you actually need that support or not? Like, do you feel really good without a coach or not? Regardless of if you've invested 85 times beforehand and you're still not profiting, like, do you feel good in your business without that coach? And sometimes you might say yes. And sometimes you might be like, no, I need somebody to push me a little bit more. No, I need to be more strategic or no, I need somebody's eyes on my business right? But I do recommend to always look at your shit and look at what needs to be improved in your life and look at the things that are bothering you. Look at your feelings. (laughs) Look at the struggles that you're having in business. Look at the things you want to learn and always invest in something, right? I also recommend to always invest in a team. This is something that has been a massive struggle for me in 2020. Um, I wrote a, I made a reel last night saying like, how I avoided hiring the people that I knew I needed to hire and my income kind of stalled. And it's because I just didn't have the business structure and the people to like help me grow the way that I had planned. And so I knew that I needed a bunch more team members, but I'm like, I'm already, I'm, we're already like a team of five right now, including like my photographer and like editor, including my uh, bookkeeper, including my CFO, including my co-coach and my Pinterest person and including my virtual assistant. So I'm like, holy shit, how many more people do I need? And then I got really, really, really clear on things that, on the structure that I needed to have in order to get to half a million dollars. And then I was like, okay, I need all of these people. So now we're hiring a personal assistant. We um, are hiring a content person and then we're hiring a project manager. And so these things are just going to help me manage all of the things better and allow me to be more in my zone of genius. So is it scary as shit because I just like am increasing all of my expenses by like $10,000, which is insane in my business between everybody that I'm hiring, maybe a little bit less. Joe Joe knows the numbers, but um, yes, but I also get to constantly grow. And constant growth is something that I value, right? So if you are fine where you're at and you're not looking to grow as a person, not really looking to grow in any way, beautiful, that's fine. Then maybe you don't need a coach. But if you're looking to grow certain areas in your life, looking to enhance and up-level certain areas of your life, it's important to invest, right? Whether it's in team members, coaches, therapists, whatever the things are that you need, trainers, you know, and as we up level in every area of our life, we get more of what we want. It gets easier to do the things in business. And I've learned that time and time and time and time and time again. So here we are expanding our team by a fuck ton of people. (laughs) But continually investing is so, so, so important. Um, Oh, I I don't think I let you guys know that I rehired um, Megan Yelini as my one-on-one coach for right now. Um, without like a contract or anything like that, I'm just kind of going as I need it. 
And it's been so, so, so amazing. Our brains work so well together and I'm so excited to be with her. She was my first one-on-one business coach too. Um, and it's just amazing. So investing is scary, whether you get a coach, whether you're making the money, whether you're not making the money, it's scary all across the board, but it is a necessity for us to get somewhere else because we need, we need help and that's okay. Like asking for help is okay. Like asking for help is scary. We feel like we should all have it figured out, but it's okay to not, you know, how can we look at that with love and compassion? Number six is I read a lot. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And growing up, I never actually read a lot. Honestly, like I hated reading. Um, (laughs) But I read every single day for the most part. It's a lot of my downtime throughout the day. And for the most part, I read like business books, spiritual books, um, personal development books. Sometimes I read books for fun. I read like the Gossip Girl series again, which is something that I used to really love. And it's just like a thing that is like a guilty pleasure. (laughs) But making sure you're nourishing your mind is so, so, so important. And I do think that podcasts are really helpful, but there's something about the act of reading that a podcast cannot replace or even an audiobook cannot replace honestly and I've noticed improvements in my focus from being able to read from being able to read from reading (laughs) um I've noticed like my ability to just write better and get inspired more and like podcasts do those things but like not the same and so I know it might seem like annoying to start reading if you currently don't read um but just to find a book that really lights you up. One of the first books that I ever read was, I think the universe has your back. Um, by I think it was Gabby Bernstein. I mess up authors all the time. I don't know. Um, there was also earth is hiring. I, Oh, something Kelly, Kelly Pita, I think. And then that book, like really, 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 I fucking loved. And then you're a badass at making money. There's a whole, like you are a badass series. And I think it's by Gabby Bernstein as well. And now I'm really reading Spiritual Badass by also Gabby Bernstein. Um, clearly, I'm a fan of hers. And just finding books that really light you up, whether it's like something on the like, I get to grind and like uh, Miracle Morning is a really good one to like become obsessed with mornings and like kind of get going and fucking achieve everything you've ever wanted using your morning routine. Um, that was a really good like motivational, like get your shit together, stop going to bed at 3 a.m. Johnny. And waking up at like 10 and then trying to work and not having time for yourself. Um, But like whatever theme really excites you, whether it's fucking Harry Potter or like a Gabby Bernstein book, just get to reading. It helps us so, so, so much. And then once you like reading and once it's part of your routine, start to venture out into books that really nourish your, your brain and thinking in different ways so 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 important especially like when we're consuming social media and even on podcasts like books don't sell to you you know what I mean podcasts we do and so it's just a different experience when you're just able to absorb knowledge and think in a different way so just start reading (laughs) one of my biggest recommendations okay um number seven we have four more I've gotten really honest with my feelings. So I know this like doesn't seem like it'll actually help you make a lot more money or that it's like been a catalyst in me making multiple six figures going into half a million, but it really, really, really has. Because when we just push our feelings down, we, even if we achieve the thing, the money, the clients, whatever, it's a lot harder to be happy. And so healing a lot of things within me with my feelings and understanding my feelings and understanding what I'm making it mean about myself and understanding my judgments, all of those things have really helped me hone in more on self-belief and confidence. And honing in on your feelings allows you to understand your habits better. When you understand your habits better, then you are able to be more productive and you're able to notice when you're sabotaging yourself right? And like your relationships outside of business impact your relationships in business. It impacts your anxiety. It impacts and your anxiety impacts your ability to focus and being present and taking care of yourself, all which impact our ability to show up. 
right? So acknowledging your feelings daily, writing them down in a journal. Sorry, I'm like choking on air. It's really weird, but we're just going to go with it. Um, Acknowledging it daily in a journal, understanding that when something feels off, like really being hypersensitive to like, what am I feeling today? Why am I feeling this? What's coming up for me? Are there open loops somewhere? Do I need to get back to somebody? Um, Do I need to have a, a difficult conversation with somebody? Right, just allowing that all to be there is really, really, really important. So I recommend to get in tune with your feelings in a way that like feels good to you in the beginning. That's not like the most challenging thing in the world because then you're just going to want to hide. So like in small doses. Number eight, taking action as soon as possible and not being scared of it flopping or like of the launch flopping or of nobody wanting the course or whatever. So I see people struggle with like paralysis by analysis, right? Or whatever the phrase is, where people just overanalyze and they're like, what if this doesn't happen here? And oh my goodness, how could I ever do that? And like, just fucking do it. Just start, just start. You're not going to know what it's going to look like. You can have an idea, but if you've never created it before, then it's going <laughs> to, it's going to be a little bit difficult and that's okay, but it's not okay to not take action on the thing you want to create because by you not taking action, you're not helping people. By you not helping people, you're not growing your impact. By you not growing your impact, society stays the same. They stay in pain. They stay unhealthy. They stay very anxious. They stay broke, whatever the things are. And you're here because you actually want to help people, right? And so by you not creating the thing, it's super selfish because you're like, oh, well, that, there's no way that that could happen. Oh, I'm scared, right? You're making it mean a lot about yourself. You're making the entire process be about you and your feelings versus like, hey, I'm so excited to do this. Let's take the workshop, the two-day workshop for Black Friday that I'm ta- that I'm selling to you guys in a few weeks. Next week? When I, I don't, no, two weeks from now. I think today's the 13th. I don't know. Whenever the 28th or whatever that is. Anyway, um, I could sit here and be like, ah, it's not perfect yet. I just came up with the idea. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. What if nobody buys it? What if it doesn't sell? What if I don't get to my goal because it's too cheap of a product? What if this? What if that? Or I can just say, I'm so fucking excited to do this. I know people need to create more products out there because I see people really, really struggle with that, right? And I'm so excited to serve people. Am I going to have all the fucking answers that somebody's going to ask me? I don't know because I don't know what you're going to ask me, but probably not. I'm not going to shame myself if I don't know the answer to something. I know what I know and I'm here to tell you guys what I know and I'm here to invite you into that, right? But I'm not here to know everything about everything about product creation. So not making it mean anything about you when you create a product other than like, hey, I'm so fucking excited with this. I'm so fucking aligned with this. This is about to change somebody's life. Even if one person buys it, beautiful. 10 people buy it, beautiful. Even if I have a goal of 100 or 50 people, right? Let's aim for the numbers we want. Let's believe that it can happen because why the fuck can't it happen? And follow our creativity and take action, take action, take action. If I had taken action on building my business before I actually did in April, 2019, I would be a millionaire by now. I would have been a multimillionaire by now. And if I had taken action at the beginning of 2020, <laughs> when I knew that I need to hire a team, instead of feeding into the self-doubt and feeding into the who are you to have all these team members, I would have made more than a half a million dollars at this point. And so taking action, not waiting, not waiting to invest once you're ready, not waiting to get the next team member. Like if you need help, get the help because you're going to get to where you want so much quicker. (laughs) It's just a a thing. And oh, is it the right coach? Is this the right investment? Is this the right product? Is this the right platform? Just do it. I can't tell you how many times we've changed something, how many times I was in the middle of a group coaching program and I completely changed all the things that we were using, how I added on to modules, completely changed the way I was coaching it. Like, it's okay. (laughs) It's okay. We've switched platforms for emails like 72 times. We've switched organization systems 72 times. It's okay. I've switched coaches a bunch. Right? It's all okay, but you're going to get to where you want way quicker by taking action now. Right? So I want you guys to look at every area of your life and where you're not taking action. It's probably because you're like, oh, I don't know everything yet. Or, oh, is this even going to work out? Well, it's definitely not going to work out if you don't do anything about it. <laughs> you know? It's like 
going to try an exercise class that you hear is really good and you're like oh but I don't know if I'm gonna like it and I don't know about this and like what if this happens and what if it hurts my knee and what if the instructor sucks and what if the people suck what if the music sucks oh my goodness you won't know until you get there so just go waste the $40 or whatever the drop-in class is gonna be go check it out it might be the best experience of your life and if not you learn something from it anytime something didn't work out in my business I fucking learned a massive lesson and I wouldn't have learned that lesson if I didn't take action and that lesson contributes to me being here. And the more things I mess up or things that don't go right, I get to learn about those and then I get to a million dollars and then I get to two million dollars. But I'm not going to get there if I don't actually take action, (laughs) you know? And that comes from self-belief. That comes from like, I'm just doing the things and it's going to fucking work out because of course it's going to work out, right? It's never not going to work out. It only doesn't work out when you give up. Let's use an example. I was journaling this morning about how my dad had to close his business. And he had a butcher shop in New York that was in my family for like generations and was like also in somebody else's family that we were good family friends with for generations. And once, um, just like the population changed in the area that he was in, um, it was just a different ethnicity that kind of moved into there, a different race that moved into there and they didn't speak English. And so why would they go to him if he doesn't speak their language? Right. It makes sense. And so he had to shut his business down and he's like, tried to get me to not build a business <laughs> because of how like insecure it is. Right. Probably because of his fears and of his sadness. But if he had switched his butcher shop and switched the marketing of it and maybe hired people that spoke Mandarin and maybe changed his signage and maybe started like giving them the meat that they wanted and all of those things or fucking sold that one and created another one somewhere else and really learned to market to a different population, like really pivoted. That would have been fine. Like butcher shops still exist. I just went to one in Austin and it's a massive one. They do like all the slaughtering on house. You could bring their deer, which is kind of gross, but hey, to each his own. And like, you could slaughter it there and you can make some sausage out of it, whatever you want to do. And so it's like, how can you innovate? How can you keep going? So I can sit here and be scared that like, oh shit, my, my dad closed his business. So that means my business is going to fail. Or I can say, oh, I see why he sold it. And I see where he could have innovated, right? And online entrepreneurship helps us so much with being able to innovate. So How can you get clear on like, oh, okay, well, if that doesn't work, then this will work. And then if this doesn't work, then that'll work. And I'll continue going and continue going regardless. It's not an option for it not to work out, right? That is something that's going to help us take action. So take action before you feel like you have everything together because taking action is going to be the thing that helps you feel like you have everything. We got two left. Number nine, leveling up all areas of my life and raising my standards or minimums. So when it comes to entrepreneurship and we are like the sole person that's like responsible for the things in our business, even if we have a team, right? We still are, it's our energy, it's our ideas, we're the ones on Instagram, all the things. It's important for us to look at all areas of our business. Uh, I'm sorry, areas of our life because they all impact our business. So an activity sometimes that I give some of my clients is like, how does your health impact your business? How does your sleep impact your business? How does your relationships with your significant other, how does your relationship with your children, et cetera, et cetera, impact your business? Relationship with money, you know, how does your house being dirty or clean or well-decorated or, you know, the space you live in, the things you wear, having your hair done in a way that you like, like how do all these things impact your business, right? I know for me, having my nails done, having my hair done, having um, some makeup on, aka like my eyebrows, because I have no eyebrows if I don't actually like, <laughs> like put them in. <laughs> um, having cute clothing or at least something that's comfy. It's either like super comfy and like chill or like fancy and it makes me feel really sexy. Like having all those things, makes me show up better because I feel better about myself. I feel more confident. And, you know, same thing with health. How can you up-level your health? If you had to give yourself a scale of like one to 10 for every area of your life that's really important, friends, relationships, health, whatever it is, what would you be rating each one at? And where do you want to be? How can you make every single one a 10? Because when your cup is filled up and you're a 10 in all areas of your life, you're going to be a 10 in your fucking business and it's going to add up a lot easier. It's going to be able, you're going to be able to take better action, 
right? So by raising your standards of what you're available for, you know, the level of fucking sexiness you feel, the level of, um, you know, leanness you feel, the level of strength you feel, the level of confidence you feel, the level of, you know, ability to like connect to your friends, all of those things is really important. So understanding how it impacts is going to be the first thing and then setting your new standards and raising them, raising them so that your business raises as well, right? Because you're the core of your business. The business is extension of you. Then the last one is probably my favorite one, which is learning how to think differently and help others think differently. So this is a habit that like I've really, really, really owned, I guess, owned and spent a lot of time with. Again, through like podcasts, through reading, through just exploring my thoughts and helping myself think differently about situations that aren't serving me, about situations that are not helping me get to my ultimate goal. And learning to think differently about my thoughts because if I could think one thing, that I could think something else, right? If you could think one negative thought, you could think a positive thought. So it comes back to that talk as well, which we had earlier in the podcast. But as I learned to think differently, as I learned to shift my self-belief patterns, as I learned to get through the fear of investing and getting to the next level and all of those things, I'm able to guide people better through it. One example is for somebody who joined the last round of Rise and Thrive and she um, invested and then like flipped out the next morning was like, holy shit. I can't do this. I need a refund. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Like, I, I don't know who, who I am to do this. It's a lot of money. I already have a coach. I don't know what I'm doing. Why can't I do this on my own? Of course I can. I don't, Johnny, I don't need this. Ah. And I just walked her through it. And I was like, hey, so like, what's coming up for you? What are you making this mean about yourself? Why are you telling yourself that this isn't going to work out? If you know that this is a thing you actually want and you know you want my help, you've been listening to me nonstop. We talk all the time. And like what's preventing you from feeling good about that decision, right? And what type of fear is really coming up for you? And she was like, oh, like the fear of the fact that my boyfriend really got in my ear and said like, hey, you don't need this. You can do it on your own. Look how amazing you're already doing. But deep down, she knew that she wanted to take action on this, right? And so when people give us objections, whether it's like they've already paid and they flipped out, which has happened so many times, so I totally get that. I've also done that to myself plenty of times. Um, Or it's like right before they say yes and they're like flipping out and they're like, no, I just can't, it's the money, ah, ah, ah. Being able to have them think differently is really, really, really key. Okay, so right now it sounds like this is coming up for you. Is that true? Yeah, of course that's true. I'm fucking scared. This is a lot of money. I've never stuck to anything in my life. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Okay, so what do you feel like this program is going to provide you differently? Right? And like also like coming up with some logistics as well. Like, okay, do I have the strategies? Do I feel supported in what I'm doing right now? Whether you're asking this to yourself or you're asking this to a client who's giving you you an objection. Right? It's 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 such a basic way of thinking of like, hey, do you actually need this? Yes. Okay, let's do this. <laughs> Versus like, it's not that simple. People are like, oh my goodness, yes, of course I need this, but it sounds great. It sounds like a great opportunity, but I can't do it right now, right? We get those a lot. I'm so sorry. I love your coaching. I just, it's just such a great opportunity. I just can't do that, right? How many times have you gotten that? And you're like, why are you apologizing to me? This is like your life, right? It's about them. It's about helping them see that. Right? And so the only way that you can help other people think differently is when you learn to think differently yourself. Right? So I always get the question of like how to handle objections. And sometimes I just don't. Most of the time I don't really get them. But during launch, I'll get at least like two or three from people. Usually like one or two will convert. And like one is just like I there's nothing I can really say or do. Like they're just kind of closed off to the idea of something and that's fine. But Helping people think differently and get to a place where they see how much they want it, see how much you need it, and then equally see why they're stopping themselves from getting it, why they, why they feel that fear, right? And so learning to think differently for yourself and doing all of the work that I've talked about in the past 10 things, 10 habits, um, will help you uncover it for other people because you will see what's coming up for them before they see it for themselves, because you've definitely experienced that. We all experience similar fucking shit. And 
not that it's always the same. It's not always the same cause. It's not always the same exact feeling in the same exact way, but it will help you. Sorry, I threw my pen. Um, but it will help you guide other people through it. Right? So learning to do these habits for yourself is also the way that you can become a better coach. Is also the way that you can coach clients better. Is the is also the way that you can become a better content writer. Is also the way that you can connect better with clients and understand them. So one of my like superpowers is really being able to understand people. Um, when I just speak with them, it's like more so clients, um, friends like not so much, but clients I'm great with. <laughs> We're working on the friends and like family part, but. With clients, it's really easy for me to see what's coming up for them. It's really easy for me to like just have a sense of like what's going on in their life before they even tell me their their fears, their struggles, what they've tried before, all of those things. And the only way I always get questions from clients like, how do I do that? And the only way that I do it is because I've done the work on myself, right? How do you make content creation better? I've done the work on myself to understand my habits and therefore I can understand my ideal client's habits better. And then I write about that. Right. And so all of this will, all of these tips will help you become better as an entrepreneur, honestly, and make it so much easier and then make you a better coach and clients get better results because you have your, you have more tools in your toolbox. Right. So I hope that this really, really, really helped you guys. Um, please screenshot this episode. Um, I did post a podcast giveaway that completely flopped. Um, because people apparently on my Instagram are too lazy to like leave a comment on uh, iTunes, but I'm going to relaunch it after Black Friday and <laughs> send out some emails and really, really hype it up. Um, so if you guys love my podcast, I would love for you guys to comment and leave a review. It would mean the world to me. And probably in the next few weeks, I'm going to be picking a winner from the podcast comments and giving you guys a free 90-minute session. So stay tuned for that. Go and write that. Um, once you guys write the uh, write the review, just DM me that you did it so I know that that was you because sometimes we make up nicknames on Apple because like you can't have the same uh, name as other people when you leave a review. Um, and stay tuned for the Product Suite Creation uh, two-day intensive. I'm super, super, super excited for that. And I'll see you guys in the next episode.